0: You're listening to The Touch of Flavor Podcast, episode 92. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives.
1: You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life.
0: But isn't that, like, cheating?
1: We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
0: Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is The Touch of Flavor Podcast. Dating and Relationship Advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. All
1: right, folks. So yeah, we're going to dive in here in just a minute. Uh, dive into the jealousy thing. The jealousy thing. Um, the f-
0: doom 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 of jealousy.
1: Yeah. Um, we joke but it's fucking serious and this is a serious podcast but we did want to chat a little bit first and we were like what are we going to chat about? And we were like well the baby episode people have fucking loved. That has been very cool. We're going to have to have Amanda back on the podcast more but for Absolutely. anybody who missed it Last episode ninety one, uh, which you can find it at touchofflavor dot forward slash zero nine one. We did an episode about what was the phrase the person who wrote the question used? The outside the box baby, and that has gone very well. Only update with that I guess is the outside the box baby is trying to come early.
0: Wants to get outside the box. It
1: wants to get out- Aww. oh
0: oh
1: Aww. oh. <laughs> Particularly, it seems like when you're coaching for some reason. Or you have a coaching call coming up. The baby wants to get out.
0: I think it's when I'm doing stuff that I'm hyped for, actually. That has been uh, one of the things that I have noticed is like when I'm really excited, baby's like, all right, cool. It's, it's time to, to roll.
1: Yeah. Now, I mean, we've, we've and we've run everything, of course, because it needs to be run. But baby is trying to get out. So we'll see. Who knows? This might be the last babyless podcast episode um and we'll i i don't know i mean i guess i guess people will find out after the baby shows up and after we put out a couple of the episodes that we've been holding in our pocket and then we go and we're like oh yeah by the way there was a baby <laughs> and oh people aren't gonna like that uh we'll put something in the facebook group there we go yeah so if you aren't a part of our facebook group for Polly folks Come join that because if there's one thing that I learned from doing this baby episode, it's that if dozens of people felt the need or desire to send in questions about you being pregnant, people probably aren't going to be thrilled if we wait like
0: three weeks
1: to announce that the outside the box baby came outside the box. So
0: so yeah, this is your motivation Aside for coming for good content and community and everything else to join our Facebook group because you'll, you'll find out before other folks who are just listening to the show.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you can, I'll put the link to the Facebook group in the show notes. So you can just go to a touch of forward slash zero nine two, because this is episode 92, a touch of flavor.com forward slash zero nine two. And we will put the link to the Facebook group in there, the link to the baby episode And I think that's mainly most of the excitement in our life right now. Beyond the fact that I think that we're really kind of getting more and more interested to see how the baby changes the interaction with our families, not your family, because your family kicks ass, but Amanda and My's family and how they deal with the whole polyamorous situation. It's looking interesting. We'll see how that goes and maybe talk about it after we know more for sure. All right, you folks are awesome. And with that, let's dive in. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about jealousy.
0: Bum, bum, bum.
1: Bum, bum, bum. And this is a big, big struggle in, in polyamorous relationships. And it's taken us a while to get around to it because it's, it's such a big thing that we really wanted to think how we were approaching it and you know, what would be the most helpful way to talk to people about it and to help people figure it out. We're gonna we're gonna talk about jealousy, we're gonna talk about how to vanquish jealousy and how to conquer it in your relationships. In order to do that, we're gonna talk about what jealousy is, and we're gonna talk about something that most people fail to realize, which is why I think in a lot of ways so many people get stuck with jealousy, even though there's so much info, which is that there's two different kinds of jealousy. And most of us, when we're thinking about it, we're talking about it, when we're getting tips, we're only looking at one. And we need to know both. So we're going to we're gonna talk about what those are. We're going to talk about how to tell them apart. And we're going to talk about strategies to deal with each of them. Okay? So that's what we're going to do. Let's start with what jealousy is. And, you know, most folks, if you've been around the polyamorous world a little while, you're familiar about some of the, the problems around the world jealousy.
0: The problem with the word jealousy is that we all use it inexchangeably very differently.
1: It's not a real word. I call it a fuzzy word, like, <laughs> because the problem is we, we use jealousy instead of diving deeper into it's like a code word for a bunch of different emotions that might be coming up, but we just say jealousy.
0: It's almost like and I, I, I've described it to clients as when you say I'm fine, right? Like fine could mean all kinds of things to all different kinds of people. We're
1: talking about jealousy. right? We're not talking about jealousy because jealousy, again, is is kind of a catch-all. It's a code word. It's a fuzzy word. We're talking about envy. We're talking about anger. We're talking about fear. We're talking about not feeling secure in our relationships and being worried that our partners are going to leave us or that we're going to be replaced. Those are the things that we're talking about. And Jealousy, like I said before, is a huge, huge problem. When we talk with polyamorous folks and we talk to even just one-on-one. We talk to at least a dozen people, couples, groups, really depends on who's deciding they need help, who's reaching out, a week. So we talk to hundreds of people a year, just one-on-one and a lot more teaching and
0: conferences conferences, all, all, all kinds different of things. stuff,
1: right? And I can tell you, if you're struggling with jealousy, you're not alone. When we talk to polyamorous people, jealousy is consistently in the top three problems, that people are facing, right? And it's not really surprising because, you know, jealousy takes a lot of different forms for different people. But whether that form for you is, you know, you're sitting at home and you're 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 imagining like your partner's out on a date and you're sitting there and you're crying and you're or not crying, you're but you're sitting there and you're imagining how much fun they're having without you, how much of a better time they're having than they would be if you're there. Whether you're looking at the the sexy young thing that your partner's dating, we hear this a lot, right? Like, you know, like my partner found this person and they're adorable and, you know, I'm older, maybe I've had kids and, you know, I don't look how I used to and oh my God, like my partner's out with this person, how can I measure up, or?
0: I'm seeing my partner interact with somebody and getting things that I haven't gotten. In months, maybe years that I've wanted and I'm I'm seeing it now. Yeah. But there, over there.
1: Like I haven't gotten those touches. I haven't gotten that affection. I haven't gotten that connection, you know, and now I'm watching my partner like worship this new person. Or maybe you're just like, you know, I talked about lying awake at three in the morning. That's something a lot of people tell us. Maybe you're just lying awake at three in the morning wondering how long it's going to be before your partner replaces you with somebody who's, you know, maybe more fun, more exciting than you right? Or maybe just somebody who's more compatible, more in line with what they're looking for out of life. And the thing is, is that, that feeling, like I said, so when we look at why this is such a prevalent problem, it's, it's understandable, right? Because it feels terrible. All those things that I just described and all the other, whatever that looks like for you, it feels awful. It feels almost uniquely awful in a way, right? It's got its own unique sting compared to some of the other relationship challenges that come up, it it, it uniquely hits our self-esteem, but it's not just about how it feels, it's about the effects that jealousy has in a relationship when you don't check it.
0: Yeah, and it like poisons our relationships, it causes stress, it causes problems, it harms things like, you mentioned self-esteem, right? It impacts the way we view ourselves in how we view our relationships, like our confidence in, in maybe the style of relationship we chose, right? We start doubting, well, maybe polyamory is a bad idea. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. But it can also affect other things that are not as on the surface, like our health.
1: Yeah, I can't tell you how many people I talk to who you know, like, I'm, I'm just spending all day thinking about this. This is bleeding over into so many other parts of my life. Like, I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating right, right? Like, I, I, I can't focus. I'm not, I'm not working out. Like, I'm having anxiety. Like, and all these things, like, where their health is, is, is being affected, right? That 3 in the morning, talking about that waking up at 3 in the morning, that wasn't something I threw out there. That's something that we hear all the time. And I think something that we've all experienced in one fashion or another, polyamorous or not. Like we talked to, I talk to people a lot of times and I'm like, you know, how, how often is this coming up for you? And they're like all the time, you know, like I, I'm, I'm having to take days off work. I'm sitting there at work. I'm obsessing on it. Like I can't focus on what I'm doing. My boss has noticed they're talking to me. Like I'm having to like go and stand out on the roof and like, I'm not getting stuff done. And like I said, I'm having to take mental health days.
0: Or when I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm not actually getting any of the work done that I'm doing. Other people are like, well, where's that paper? Where's that thing?
1: Not just that. Right. But also, your other relationships. So when when we're talking about jealousy, this isn't something that just winds up poisoning that relationship where that started from. If Cassie and I are in a relationship and 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 you know I'm feeling jealous, that doesn't just affect this relationship. I mean, don't get me wrong, it it hugely negatively affects this relationship. But it doesn't just affect this relationship. That's gonna affect my relationships with my my coworkers, with my friends, with my family, like you know, like my children. I, I talk to people a lot of times who this is causing them so much stress and so much anxiety all the time that their kids are noticing and their kids are asking them what's wrong. And, and also, and I think this goes without saying, but also my other partners, if, if I'm feeling super jealous of something that's going on with Cassie, again, it's not just this relationship that's suffering. It's my relationship with my other partners. It's Cassie's relationships with her other partners. That all gets pulled into the mix. Here's the thing that's so crazy about this. We all know that jealousy is toxic. Like that's one of the first things that you learn when you're coming into this world of polyamory, right? Jealousy's toxic. It's not good, right? It's not it's not something to be valued or prized like some parts of the monogamous world teach, and you learn that right off the bat. And if there's one topic that everybody is throwing out advice on, whether it's your friends, whether it's the poly groups that you're in, whether it's, you know, all the authors and the the whatever experts there are in the space, right? I mean, jealousy has to be probably the most talked about problem, the thing with the most tips, <laughs> the most guides, the most books, the most posts, the most threads, everything, threads. <laughs> right? And yet, even though there's all of this information and everybody's talking about it, and you can go to your poly group and talk to six people about jealousy and get all kinds of tips. So many people still struggle with it. And so the question is, why? Why, with all this information out there, why with knowing that this is a problem, why do we still struggle with this? And the answer is, is that there are some myths, some false beliefs about what's going on that keep us from tackling these problems, from vanquishing jealousy, from getting rid of it and getting past it. So we're gonna talk about what some of those are and we're gonna start with a couple of, I don't wanna say smaller ones because they're serious, but we're gonna start with a few of the more common ones, maybe ones that you've thought of more, maybe ones that you've heard of more, maybe not. But then we're gonna dive into this concept of the two different kinds of jealousy and what that looks like and what you need to know. Do you wanna start with this first myth this first false belief that we run into with this
0: sure it's the well it's jealousy is because you're poly you only have the jealousy because you are poly and this it is, is something calls.
1: that that polyamorous people think too by the way
0: yeah it's this idea that well you know if you weren't poly then you wouldn't be dealing with it right it would just go away i'm not gonna sit here and say that like Being poly doesn't bring some of that out. Like when we are in a position where we are having to deal with these emotions because our partners have other partners and we're having to deal with things like schedules and negotiating, these things do get brought to the surface more, more, but that's not necessarily the root cause of the jealousy. Part
1: of when we get talking about the different, the two different kinds of jealousy is going to explain why some of this is. But for now what I want you to understand is that when you're talking about jealousy again being polyamorous sure it exasperates it because it's more in your face but monogamous people feel jealous and and they feel jealous in terms of because again we have to break down that word jealousy in terms of all those ways that we're talking about in terms of that envy in terms of worrying that they're going to be replaced in terms of being angry all of those things you can run into that if you're monogamous so again being polyamorous doesn't cause jealousy it does exasperate it again that's certainly not something i'd lie about it is much more in your face with polyamory but being monogamous doesn't just solve those problems and again when we talk about the two kinds of jealousy it'll become more clear exactly why that is the case
0: the next one is i'm just bad at poly and it's it's this idea that if we just get better at being polyamorous people. If I just get to a place where I can feel compersion more or I can be the best poly person out there or I can be as good of a poly person as this other person, it'll all just go away.
1: The next one, and this this is a really interesting one to me because it's something that we tell ourselves that clearly isn't true most of the times. And yet I hear a lot of people say it something that I hear people say a lot is I've just decided to not be jealous and now I won't be jealous. Well, that's just not the case. I find the easiest way to to tell this is by way of an example. I was talking to some people recently and they'd been struggling with jealousy for a very long time. It had become a huge problem. They'd had like a two-year separation. This had been going on for years and years and years, right? And I was talking to them and I was asking them, I was like, okay, so what are you going to do? And the one partner, she was like, well, I'm, I'm just not, I've just, you know, I've realized that this is important. So now I'm just going to decide not to be jealous. And I was like, w- wait a minute, wait a minute. Y- you just got done telling me that this is something that you've been struggling with for seven years, right? Like jealousy has been a huge problem for seven years. Like the two of you have broken up multiple times. you're, talking about breaking up now, you broke up for two years, like completely separated everything out, got back together. This didn't just become a big problem. This has been a big problem for a long time. And if this was something that you could solve on your own, you would have done it already, clearly. And I use that example because, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say, if you were just going to will it away, you probably would have willed it away before the two year break.
1: Right. And so, and that, that, that leads into this, this last part of this, right, which is, I guess, the, the third point, the one that I just made, and this is what I'm about to say, are really kind of almost the same point in a way. But, you know, you can't just will jealousy away. You can't just wake up one morning and decide, hey, uh, I just realized it's important enough or, you know, I'm, I'm just going to master my feelings. And that's really what this boils down to, right? It's this idea of this is all about my feelings, right? I'm, I'm feeling jealous. Uh, You know, I'm feeling insecure. Like I know these are things that I shouldn't be feeling. And if I can just master my feelings enough, right? If I can just, just, just do that, just master my feelings or like Kaz said, or maybe like learn a little bit more about polyamory to where all of a sudden it clicks. And I'm like, ah, polyamory makes sense. And of course I would not have jealousy because polyamory is the correct and proper and moral way to do relationships in this world. Then those feelings would just go away. And that's just not the case. When one of my, my catchphrases lately is that when things are a certain level of broken, it takes a certain level of support to fix it, right? When you have these these serious problems with jealousy, willing it away, deciding you're just not going to be jealous anymore isn't enough. You need strategies, right? You need some strategies and some ways to move from A to B. You need some ways to move from lying awake at three in the morning and bawling your eyes out and and worried that your partner is going to leave you for some new bright shiny to being secure and feeling like enough. And when we get into strategies is when we finally get into this last point, because I want to talk about these strategies. And I want to talk about the problem that we see where a lot of people kind of fall on their face and why I think so many people struggle with this, even though there's all the information out there. It kind of ties back to that last point I was making, which is this is all about my feelings. I'm feeling jealous, I'm feeling envious, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling afraid, and these are all just feelings that I need to master. And the truth is, and it shocks me that this isn't talked about more, is that there's really two distinct kinds of jealousy in the way that we describe it when we're working with our clients, and it is super, super important to be able to distinguish between the two. And when we're working with our clients, we refer to this as internal jealousy and external jealousy. And we'll dive into what those are, but the important thing to realize is that those two things have to be addressed in completely different ways. And just focusing on one, talking about one, getting tips about one, doesn't do it. And generally, what's gonna happen is 90% of the time people are gonna talk about focus on internal jealousy Maybe 10% of the time, or less, I think, actually. Some people might talk to you about external jealousy. And really, you have to be looking at both all the time. All right? So let's dive in. Let's talk about what those things are. And let's talk about the different strategies that it takes to work on each one of those and really actually overcome jealousy once and for all. Internal jealousy. So 90% of the time, people focus on internal jealousy. What is internal jealousy? Let me just just give you a couple of examples. Internal jealousy is is like it, it, it's not a sign that anything external needs to change, right? So this might be like my partner's out and you know, I'm sitting at home and I'm alone, and you know, and I'm I'm upset, right? I'm upset because I'm alone, I'm upset because I'm sitting here imagining what's going on, and and I know that there's no problem here. I know that like this relationship's working really well for me. I'm getting all my needs and wants met. But I just can't bear the thought of my partner being out with this person. That's internal jealousy. Something like that. Do you have another couple of examples yeah, you want to throw? Yeah, I think
0: I have, I have some good ones. Um, this might look like my partner talks about how gorgeous I am, how sexy I am. We have an incredible sex life. But when they're out with their other partner, I start to think about, well, maybe I'm, I'm not pretty. Maybe I'm not good looking. Maybe I am, you know, not as sexy as this other person. As far as, you know, maybe another thing that could go on as far as internally is when you are uh, sitting there and you're like kind of soaking in this feeling of, of being lonely, but you're not actually caring that your partner's gone. It's where they're at. Like, I would not actually be upset if uh, you were out uh, hanging out with your friends. But now I'm feeling kind of bad because you're with somebody else because I'm I'm feeling like maybe that means I'm not as important.
1: And the problem is this, this is where most of the advice focuses on. We know it's internal because how do we know it's internal? We're getting our needs in once, Matt, right? There's you know, we, we don't think anything external really needs to change. And most of the time, and this is, you know, really kind of, I think, the kicker when you, you get in your head. Most of the time, we know that it's irrational. We know that really our partner's out with this person, but really we should be okay with it. like Like we shouldn't feel, uh, you know, we don't have a reason to feel upset about that. Sort of just we are. Usually, and and I don't want to downplay, right? Because we're talking about the two different kinds of jealousy. I'm talking about internal and how most people only talk about how to deal with internal. And don't get me wrong. This internal jealousy, you know, which is, is really fear at the root of it, right? It's really fear. It's fear I'm going to lose something. It's fear I'm going to be replaced. It's fear that I'm not going to hold the same place in my partner's life that I did. It's fear that I'm not going to get something that I need met, even if I'm getting it all met now. That is a big problem. And usually when we're feeling jealous, even if, if it's mostly external jealousy, the second kind of jealousy, there's some internal jealousy going along with it. And we do have to deal with that. Once we recognize it, how do we deal with it? And this is where a lot of the, the common advice kind of focuses, right? But there's, there's, there's a number of ways to deal with it. Most people, they think about examining their reasons like, and changing their stories, right? So, okay, and this, this might be something that you'd get out of like a book you know a lot of times like maybe maybe a jealousy book like okay so you know my partner's out and i'm upset why am i upset okay i'm afraid of this well why am i afraid of that okay well uh, you know A, B, C, D, and E. right how can i you know how can i tell myself something that that works better and kind of overcomes that fear that i know is irrational and that works we do a lot of that kind of work with our clients we also dive a lot deeper and start talking about beliefs when we're talking about our clients, because at the end of the day, the stories that we're telling about why our partner's out or that kind of thing, a lot of that's kind of deeper at the root. And it's it's at our beliefs about ourselves and our relationships and that kind of stuff. And you really have to dive deeper than just the stories.
0: Yeah. And you also have to do you know a lot of self-care with us, right? Like this is an area where you're going to need to be like, I need to find the things that make me feel good when this is going on. I shouldn't be uh, just kind of sitting here and and going through the emotions and feelings and thought processes without taking action and doing something else.
1: We, when we're working with clients, I mean, this is a big thing, right? We spend like a lot of time working out what are those things that for you consistently make you feel good about yourself? What are those things that consistently make you feel better, make you feel more emotionally whole? And we, we work people through a complete thing. And it's different for everybody. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's taking a bath. Maybe it's going to the gym, whatever. And we, we really have people, you know, dive into that and figure out exactly, like, here are the things that I can do. So that's really important. And, you know, the other thing you can do is work on learning tools to handle hard emotions. When hard emotions are coming up that I know are irrational and I can't reason my way out of that, you know, I'm doing self-care, but that's not really getting me there. What are some tools I can use to kind of reframe those emotions in a way that they're not becoming toxic to me and toxic to the rest of my relationship? And we work with people on that a lot as well. You know, this is the thing to understand is that these strategies work. They're not easy, and a lot of people need help making them work, right? Which is why you may be sitting here and going – you know, Josh, I, I, you know, I'm looking at my relationship and some of this definitely is internal jealousy and I've tried these things and they haven't worked. And the answer is, well, you know, you haven't had the level of of support that you've needed to make that work because it's not the easiest thing. But those strategies do work. But in many cases, go ahead, Cassie, take it away.
0: It's external jealousy as well.
1: That's not the only problem. (laughs) Or it's either not the problem or it's not the only problem, right? Internal jealousy is just a part of it.
0: Yeah. And you know, this is a part that a lot of people overlook. We spend a lot of time talking about those internal feelings and that internal struggle, but we don't really talk about, well, what are the things that are not internal? What is the things that are not just going on in here, but out here as well?
1: Because here's the thing, folks, and I want you to write this down and I want you to internalize it because if you're taking one thing away from this, This is probably the thing to take away because this is, again, the thing that we don't talk about much when we talk about jealousy. All right, you got a pen, you got a pencil, write this down. Sometimes those jealous feelings are a sign that something needs to change, not in me, not just in me, but in the relationship. I'll say that one more time. Sometimes those jealous feelings are a sign Not that I need to change myself, but that something needs to change in the relationship. And this is what we mean when we're talking about external jealousy.
0: Yeah, maybe it's something like I'm not getting a certain need or want met. Maybe it is there are things in my relationships that I'm not getting. It can be all kinds of things. It can be things like... I'm not getting the touch or affection that I need, right? It could be I'm not getting enough time. It could be that our sex life kind of stinks and it's been something that I've been hanging on to and, and and it's not as great as it could be. It could be many different things in our relationship that is not actually working for me.
1: And the thing to understand is that when you're talking about how this plays into jealousy, it's this. So say I'm not getting enough time. Well, I'm not getting enough time and now I'm seeing you spend time somewhere else. And I'm already not getting enough. Or like you talked about not getting affection. Like I don't get the affection. And
0: you're going through NRE with somebody you're else. You're going through N
1: R E with somebody else. Or, you know, I've been asking for something for years. What's an example?
0: More date nights.
1: Okay. I've been asking for more date nights for years. And you've been like, oh no, I'm busy, I'm this, I'm that. I can't do it. We don't have the money. But now the new shiny comes along and all of a sudden you're on date nights three nights a week. And it's not with me. And again, or our sex life has sucked for a long time, and now you're coming back. I'm thinking about conversations I've had with people. You're coming back raving about, you know, this new person, how amazing they are, or how, you know, they've they've got you more aroused than you know. They've got me more aroused than you ever have.
0: Which I don't recommend saying to your partner ever. But people do. Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing is, is to understand about this is is are, are some of these bad feelings? Sure, they're bad feelings. But they're bad feelings because of something that's actually happening in our relationship. And sometimes, sometimes it's not just a need or a want that I have that that isn't getting met. Sometimes this external factor is, I'm insecure, but that insecurity is based on reality. Our relationship has been having problems for a long time. And now you have this, this new easy relationship that you're talking about how much better this is than what we have. And I know we've been on the rocks and I know we've been arguing and I know that passion hasn't been there. And now you've got this new relationship where, you know, it's amazing and it's easy for you and you're not arguing and you're enjoying it. And you're starting to spend more and more time with this person. Oh yeah, I'm insecure. Of course I'm insecure. I should be insecure, right? Because of where this is heading, right? This isn't, this isn't in my head. This is, uh, there, there's some real truth to my insecurity here. And this is the thing that I want you to understand. And this is why these external things, this external jealousy, why dis- distinguishing this is so important is because when there are external causes, it doesn't matter how much internal work you do. I can sit here and, And I can work on my self-esteem and I can work on my beliefs about my relationship and stuff all day long. But at the end of the day, if our relationship sucks, right, or if I have this need that I'm not getting met and I'm seeing somebody else get it, it doesn't matter how much work I do. That's going to hurt, right? And not only is that going to hurt, but that's going to be causing problems for our relationship. Again, regardless of the internal work that I do. So then what what do you do then? What do you do? How do you sort that out? So the first thing that you need to do is you need to figure out if this is internal or external jealousy. And this is actually where I, I know you have good input on this. If you just want to give – I don't want to go too far down this road. Yeah. But I do want to go down this road. So <laughs> how do you figure out if it's internal jealousy versus external jealousy?
0: So what I recommend and I, I say to folks all the time is really take – Take that relationship magnifying glass, right? And look at what's going on. Ask yourself, what is it that I'm actually upset about? What am I actually feeling bad about? And if you're finding that these things are things that you can kind of say, that doesn't make sense, right? And we were talking sort of about that irrational thing earlier, you know, I don't feel like I'm worthy enough of you because of my looks, but you tell me I'm gorgeous all the time. Like, take a look at that. Like, where is that coming from? But if I'm looking at things that I'm starting to see, well, there's things I've asked for over and over again, and these are the things that are coming up that are upsetting me, then that's an external thing. It's an external thing when it is actually things that have been missing, things that you know that you need or you want that aren't in your relationship. like That is the, the easiest way to do this is, is this something that's been missing?
1: Right, is this something that's been missing? Is this something I actually want or I actually need? Is this something I actually want, I actually need, or is it not, and I'm just upset? I'm just upset, like I don't need any more time, I'm happy with the amount of time we get, but now you're spending time with somebody else and I'm upset, is very different from, I need time and I'm not getting enough. And now you're doing it somewhere else, right? So the first part is to distinguish between internal and external. And the important thing to realize is that as important as it is to distinguish between the two, a lot of times, a lot of things, a lot of situations, these are both going to show up. Like I said earlier, my my partner doesn't spend time. Time's a very easy one. My partner, I, I'm not getting enough time already. And now you're spending time with somebody else. And I have bad feelings about that. There's internal and external, right? There's, there's feelings that are caused by the, you know, the, that are internal stuff that I'm going to want to work on. But there are also these external factors. And if you look at that, so that's step one is you look at that and you ask yourself, you know, is this internal? Is it external? Is it a mix? If it's a mix, which part of this is which? And if it's internal, you deal with the feelings. You know, we talked about the strategies earlier about doing that, right? You go through, you you work on your stories, you work on your beliefs, you reason with yourself, you figure out self-care, you figure out tools to deal with hard emotions and you go through those steps. But if all of this problem or part of this problem and the thing that's making you feel jealous and these feelings are external jealousy, you have to fix the problems because again, all the work in the world isn't going to make you feel great about a relationship where your needs aren't being met. And especially about a relationship where your needs aren't being met, but you're seeing somebody else get those things that you need, right? Does that make sense? So here's the thing, folks. I know like this can sound a little discouraging. It's like, man, I, I, I went into this having these jealous feelings and going, hey, Josh, hey, Cassie tell me how to deal with these jealous feelings. And now you're telling me it's not just learning how to deal with feelings. I may have to learn how to fix my communication or my schedule or, uh, you know, the fact that we've been on the verge of breaking up for three years or whatever the case may be. I, I Man, I really just thought I could learn how to deal with these feelings, right? And I know that could seem discouraging, but the thing is, this is actually really good news. Because what this means is that even if you've tried all those, the typical ways that people tell you to manage your jealousy and it hasn't worked, like if, if that's the place that you've been in and you're like, I've been struggling with this jealousy for years and I've gotten all the tips and I've read all the books and I've done A, B, C, D, and E and, and Josh and Cassie, like it, I, I must just, I, it hasn't worked. I must just be a jealous person. Like I'm not cut out for this relationship. I'm not cut out for polyamory. Or we're not good together. We're not compatible. I, I've just, we've tried all the jealousy things and they haven't worked. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean though that you're just a jealous person or that you're you're always going to be stuck there or that your relationship is doomed. It might just mean that you need to look at those external factors. You might need to see what's there. That's always going to, no matter how good you get at managing the feelings, make things feel bad. And If there are, the great news is you can tackle those problems. You're not permanently stuck in this place of feeling jealous. This isn't like a a foregone conclusion. You're not stuck here. You're not doomed. You can figure out what's external here that you haven't been addressing while you've just been trying to deal with the feelings. You can tackle those problems, and then you can reapproach the feelings. And maybe you'll find that you aren't as jealous a person as you thought, that those feelings really weren't that bad right it's just that shit needed to be fixed before you could deal with them and maybe you can overcome stuff that you've struggled with for years and maybe it's not that that insurmountable thing that you thought that it was
0: yeah so we actually had a client and i'm going to use her as an example
1: one example because we have a lot of clients in this situation <laughs> yeah so we, one, we had to debate one. which which story <laughs> to put in here
0: but I'm going to talk about Em and Alberto. Um, we actually have like a testimony on our site from the two of them. And well, Em's talking. It's not Alberto talking, but M's talking. And when I first initially talked to M, right, like when we had our first call, she hopped on the phone. And the funny thing was, what she said was, I'm a jealous person. And I just need to deal with my jealous feelings. And I will make our relationship better and said okay well that that's pro- there's probably some truth there there's probably some things there that is making issue right but what else is going on and we started kind of looking at things and she's like well you know i i've tried the the self care you know i'm i'm making myself tea when he's out and i'm trying to do this and i'm getting my hair done and my nails done and I'm like, okay, well, what else? And we keep keep going and and saying, well, what else? What else? You know, and and what it actually came down to is there was a lot of things that hadn't been negotiated in their relationship. So she spent all this time talking about the self-care and how she had tried to do, you know, X, Y, and Z as far as her emotions. She tried breathing techniques, you know. <laughs> and when we got really, really down to the core, what she started talking about was well, we don't talk about making sure that we have time together. And I said, oh, okay. And she's like, and so when he's out with these other people, you know, he's taking days where he's out with these other people and we only spend time working together. I'm like, oh, okay. And then there was many other examples, but just taking that one, right? We are not spending any time together not working. We're just spending all of our time together working. That's a real thing, right? That isn't just her emotions. That isn't just how her feeling jealous of the people that he's spending time with. That's a real thing. Most of us don't wanna be in a relationship where we're just working with our partner.
1: And how many years did she spend stuck in the spot of I'm just a jealous person and I can't get over this because she was trying to deal with her feelings and never addressing the root problem?
0: Yeah, and those- That was a question for you. (laughs) Oh, like seven, (laughs) I think. Yeah, I I think that's one one of the big things. They had a couple other things going on too, as most of us do, but there was over a half a decade that was spent thinking that it was just her feelings and emotions and not these other things that were going on where she didn't have her needs or wants addressed because she had spent all that time just focusing on the internal.
1: And listen, folks, I'm not trying to downplay those internal things. Those are very, very real, and we have to deal with them. The reason we're not spending as much focus there is because that's what everybody else is talking about. So I'm not downplaying that. It's absolutely there. You absolutely have to deal with it. The trick is just to realize that there are a lot of times these external factors, this external jealousy as well, and that until you deal with that, no amount of internal work, no matter how good that work is, is going to cover up for that okay so to sum this up this is how you vanquish jealousy right this is how you you can have jealousy that you have been approaching for years and beating your head against the wall and getting nowhere and maybe feeling like you're just a jealous person you'll never make any traction and turn that around and overcome those things a you need to distinguish between internal and external jealousy You need to figure out, is there something that I need or want that I'm not getting here? When I have this feeling, this thing's upsetting me, is there something? And it's not just really that I need or want, really, right? Really, the question is, is there something that needs to change in this relationship? Not in me, in this relationship, right? If the answer is yes, then you need to fix those things. Whether it's you're not spending enough time together, whether it's that the two of you are arguing, whether it's that the sex as just the passion is gone, whether it's that you two are disconnected and you're not feeling in love anymore, whether it's that your relationship is on the rocks and this feeling that I may be replaced has some reality behind it because you might be breaking up to begin with. And if those factors are there, you need to address those. You have to fix those to move forward. And then you can address the emotional issues. And I'm not saying that you can't work on the emotional end the whole time, and you should. It's always good to work on ourselves and how we approach the world and how we approach situations that aren't great for us. But you'll never overcome that until you deal with those external problems. So distinguish between the two, deal with the external problems, go use those strategies to conquer the Feeling part, the internal part, the part that doesn't need to change in the relationship, but needs to change in you and go from there. And that is how you can vanquish jealousy. Even stuff that's been in your relationship has maybe seemed insurmountable for a long, long time. And if you need some help because either you're, you're listening to this and you're realizing that you're in this too deep, too far, it's been going on too long for you to even distinguish between is this internal or is it external? I don't even know. I can't even tell at this point. I'm too in my head. I'm too tied up in it. Things are too too bad and I can't figure out what's bad because of jealousy and what's jealousy because it's bad, right? Or maybe you you you're like I've got a lot of internal stuff going on here and you know, I've tried a lot of this stuff floating around, but I need some new strategies or some deeper strategies or a more direct hand in taking me through these strategies to deal with hard emotions, to get past those internal things. Or maybe it's, you're listening to this and you're realizing, man, I do have this external stuff going on. Like I thought that I've just been feeling jealous or that my partner's just been feeling jealous. And now I'm looking at this and I'm realizing we can't just, just figure out the feelings. Like there's stuff that has to change. There's stuff we have to fix. There's external stuff going on here and we thought we had strategies to deal with the internal stuff, but we're realizing that we don't know how to fix this other stuff. We don't know how to stop arguing. We don't know how to we don't know how to to feel reconnected and feel in love and get that passion back. We don't know how to 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 stabilize things to the point where we're not worried about breaking up or you know, we're not worried about if, if you know this relationship's already on the rocks, it's natural to feel insecure. And we we don't know how to move from here to there. We don't know how to address these problems. If you're in one of those areas. Then, or or all three. You're in it too deep. You can't tell if it's internal, or external. You have internal stuff that you need some new strategies or some some more support to deal with. Or you're realizing there's, there's external stuff, like like broken trust or broken agreements or unmet needs or your relationship just sucks. Or there's a mix of all of those things. Book a call with us. Like let's talk. Let's sort it out. Let's figure out what's internal. What do you need to work on there? What's external? What you know what what are the, the other things in your relationship that you need to fix so you can overcome those hard feelings and build something amazing? And what are the steps you need to take to do that? And let's hash that out. Call's free, we'd love to help you. You can just go to atouchofflavor.com forward slash call, pick a time on our calendar, and let's talk and let's hash it out. With that being said, folks, we have so so much enjoyed having you today. Like I said, this is it's a topic that we waited a little while to address, and I'm happy that we have because I'm actually really happy with how this has gone. And thank you folks so much for joining us. It's been wonderful talking to y'all tonight and we will see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at a touch of slash ask or leave us a voicemail at eight three three ask TOF one.